and welcome to Ending Physician Overwhelm. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Mello. I'm a family and obesity medicine physician, as well as a certified life coach for physicians. In this podcast, we talk about how the learned habits of people-pleasing, perfectionism, and a lack of boundaries show up in our lives and how they contribute to burnout, exhaustion, and overwhelm. The healthcare system is broken, my friends, but let's not wait for it to be fixed in order to feel better. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk today about something that perfectionists and people pleasers struggle with, and that is the ability to say no. We may believe that we need to say no. We may certainly want to say no, but a lot of the time we don't. For some of us, no still feels off limits. A holdover from time on the ward as residents or fellows or students when saying no just didn't seem like an option. Some of us never may never have really learned that no was an option if someone asked us for something. That may stem back to childhood. And most of us find ourselves wishing that we had said no in certain circumstances, um, wishing that we could say no, and just feeling like we lack the skills and permission to do this, even when we logically understand that no would be a good idea. So let's talk about it. In preparing for the episode today, I I found I couldn't really just focus on one story of how this comes up, because it seems to come up so often in conversations that I have with uh, my physician friends, as well as my physician clients. And here's a few places where I see it pretty commonly. You're asked to take just one more admission or a walk-in patient in clinic. Your hand is on the doorknob. You're already way over time and way late for your next patient. The patient in the room says, oh, but I need you to fill out this form. Or you have to look at my ankle. I heard it last week and it's still bothering me. Or my favorite, and this has happened way more times than I would like to uh, say, um, I've been having chest pain when I walk. Um, Is that a problem? Literally as my hand is on the (laughs) doorknob. Um, you get asked to, you know, help out with planning a clinic retreat, only to find out later that no one else is actually involved. They actually want you to do the whole thing. You get voluntold to join the committee. You get a call from your 13-year-old that she needs a ride now to meet her friends because everyone will be there, even though you're still at work. Your boss tells you that they're going to be promoted, and now They want you to apply to be the clinic chief, even though you have no interest or bandwidth for another responsibility. I could go on. The point is that highly capable people, including you, yes, you, will get many, many offers and requests. Some of these offers and requests will be good opportunities. Some will be busy work and things that other people don't want to do. You will be asked to take on new jobs to squeeze in extra work, to do people favors. And sometimes that can be flattering. Sometimes it's something that you've been hoping for and dreaming of, but much of the time, it's not. Maybe it's flattering to be asked to apply for a leadership role, but that isn't where your interests lie. Maybe you want to be seen as helpful and accommodating, but you've already spent extra time and attention with this patient. And you can't meet their requests without causing significant additional delays. And yet, you don't know how to tell them no. 
The point is that you may know that you want to say no, or sometimes you simply you know, wish you could, but feel like you can't. Saying no can be a skill and a bit of an art, and most of us never learn how. So today I'm going to share some different strategies that you can employ to get started uh, as you practice saying no. So tactic number one, defer. Deferring to answer in the moment is a great move because you can simply take yourself out of the immediate reflex of people pleasing and social nicety. This can be simply saying, let me think about this and get back to you. If it's about, you know, being on a committee or a new job opportunity or taking on a new task or project, ask the person to specifically provide you with written information about what the project entails, rather than doing the typical sort of drive-by where they stop by your desk and, you know, just ask you and, and often, you know, sort of deer in the headlights, we might say yes. The bonus here is several fold. First, you can politely respond, but be clear that you won't be answering right now. And, you know, maybe you can put a time frame on it if that makes sense to you, but you don't have to. Regardless, this gives you time and space not to panic answer and will allow you to craft a response and even practice saying no. And I do recommend practicing it. This doesn't have to be a big time sink, but simply create in a few sentences such as, I've thought about this new project or opportunity and it won't work for me right now. Thank you for thinking of me. And then stop talking. You don't need to explain it further. And I encourage you to suppress the urge to explain all the reasons why you can't or shouldn't do this thing. That's why we practice. <laughs> A second benefit of this is that it communicates that you value your time and they ought to do the same. And this may seem like an obvious thing. I mean, you are a highly licensed professional, but frankly, people don't think about this unless you demonstrate that you value your own time. Finally, if you're asking them to provide you with written communication about the opportunity, you're asking them to be very clear about what they are asking you to do. If they can't or won't deliver this to you, that's a red flag that they don't think it's important and or they don't know how to do it themselves and they're trying to push it off on you. Totally an invitation to just say no politely and move on. Tactic number two, be really clear on your goals. This one came to me several years ago and it's been really powerful for me. After being asked one too many times about what my five-year plan was, uh, you know, as an attending, and I didn't have one. I mean, you know, I was working as a busy family medicine, primary care physician and trying to have my kids. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what was on my plate. But ultimately, I finally decided I need to get some goals and that they couldn't just be limited to professional goals. A great place to start is to decide what are your top five priorities for the time that you have control over. You may have little control over your clinic or your work schedule, the number of hours of patient care, but we forget that we do have much more control in our lives than we realize. These are the five areas that I came up with as priorities for myself about five years ago, and they still resonate with me today. They are one, being a good enough mother, two, taking care of my physical and emotional health, three, spending time learning and growing, four, connect with people I love, 
five, indulge in silly. And when I created these, yes, I did sat down and I, I thought, you know, kind of what did those goals specifically mean to me? But I wanted to keep them quite simple. So for example, for me, being a good enough mother means that I, you know, spend time with my kids, but I don't volunteer for the PTA. That's not something that I would be good at. I give myself permission to, you know, take myself out of that. And that's been a really good framework for me. After building this list, as I said, it's become a really powerful tool, tool for me to weigh the opportunities against. So if someone asked me to take on something new, but it didn't really jive with one of these top five, it was really easy to say no. Another version of this is asking yourself the question, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? As busy physicians, you are often saying no to yourself when you take on extra asks or not uncommonly to your family. Um, the things that you might be saying no to are, you know, taking the time to eat in the middle of the day when you're working, taking time to exercise and be healthy, uh, you know, being able to pick up your kids on time. Are you willing to stay in this pattern where you keep saying no to yourself in the service of others? Or are you willing to do the work to flip it? As I said, you know, this is a really powerful tool and I encourage you to spend some time thinking, what are your top five priorities with the time that you have control over? Tactic number three, say no when yes is a lie. I first heard this from Brooke Castillo, who is a master life coach instructor and the founder of the Life Coach School, where I did my coaching certification. And it's a phrase I love deeply. We have, you know, all of us had the experience of gritting our teeth and saying yes to things that we didn't want to do, things that didn't serve us, things that we didn't have time for, etc. Many of us still do this, even though we are fully fledged adults, we are highly licensed professionals, um, but we still feel like we don't have permission to say no. And yet it can feel like every fiber of our being is screaming no, even as we're saying yes. When you're already late and you've already spent more time than you can afford to spend, saying no to just one more thing that the patient raises as you have the hand on the doorknob. Yes, you are going to inconvenience people and that's not going to feel good, but think of how easily they are willing to inconvenience you without thinking twice about it. And I don't suggest here that they're being malicious about it, but when our patients think that we can always spare more time, you know, that filling out a form, which, you know, only takes five minutes, isn't important. And when our systems don't do anything to counteract that narrative, and they aren't staffing us to be more flexible, then we have to set firm boundaries and maintain them, even if it displeases others. You are not an infinite resource. And spending your precious time and energy in a state of internal rage and frustration and overwhelm and exhaustion takes a toll. Instead, recognize that yes is a lie, that you don't have capacity for it, and say no. Again, you can do, you can practice doing this um, so the words can come out more easily. And again, don't over-explain. As we've talked about previously with boundaries, if this is a routine area of frustration, like patient forms that the patient doesn't uh, bring out until you are way, way out of time for the visit, 
um, then it's an area for a system solution or personal boundary if that's not an option, right? You might develop a clinic policy that requires 72 hours uh, to process all forms and make that clinic-wide, right? Um, so that people don't have that expectation that you can just do one more thing when you don't have time. But the point here is that we can stop routinely accepting others' requests when you are feeling like you're seething inside. It's not healthy for you, and it enables others to not take responsibility for their needs and actions. Yes, that might be the patient. Yes, that might be the clinic and you know the systems and the administrators and the staff, but we can no longer continue to deplete ourselves out of the goodness of our own hearts because it is causing real problems for us, real heartache, real frustration, real overwhelm. So here are three tools to help you learn how to say no that you can tailor to a variety of situations. So again, those tools are one, defer, two, be clear on your goals, and use them as a measuring stick uh, with which to evaluate a new opportunity. And three, say no when yes is a lie. I recommend you to write those three things down and spend a little time thinking about where you might use each of these different tools to different situations in your life, right? Where would they make sense um, for situations that you have incurred, encountered in your life, where you wish that you had said no, and, you know, of course, to, you know, thinking ahead, uh, you know, situations where you expect to encounter future asks and specifically things that you would, uh, you would like to say no to. Practice some sentences that you can say that, um, you know, can flow easily off your tongue, as well as practice the idea that over-explaining isn't necessary. You can be polite, but firm, clear and kind. And what happens when you do this? Can you imagine what it feels like when you start doing this? We can absolutely anticipate some discomfort and some fumbling and even some failures when we start doing this, right? But do you know what else comes with it? Self-respect. Seeing yourself as the kind of person who needs boundaries and priorities over the value of your own time. Seeing yourself as the kind of person who gives himself permission to say no and can still be kind and loving and generous even as you are declining someone else's requests. Someone who recognizes that there are far more opportunities available in life than we could ever take advantage of and that we're going to have to decide what's most important to us. And when we do this, you know, even as we might be disappointing others, you may find that it even rubs off on them, um, that they are respecting you more because you're starting to set boundaries and they may see it, you know, as giving themselves, um, you know, permission to start doing the same for them or, you know, simply look up to you as a, as a model for having learned this new step. I hope that this helps to jumpstart a new habit for you of a clear and kind no when an ask is beyond your abilities relative to your capacity, right? Many of us right now find ourselves in circumstances where 
the number of patients coming at us is huge, where the number of staff available to help us is small, and where money is tight because healthcare systems are financially struggling by and large, right? So when you're doing some of this work, consider the whole context. Consider again, as we've talked about, that you say no, um, you know, is really pertinent to the situation that you're in right now. Maybe you would love to take care of, you know, someone's every request if you had the capacity for it, but you simply don't right now. When we build more boundary lives with clarity and kindness and purpose and accepting the reality that there is too much to do, that there is more to do, um, there is more worthwhile work to do than we could ever get done. We are practicing generosity towards ourselves and ultimately towards others because we can stop resenting their requests, right? We can learn to say no. And this makes a huge difference in our day-to-day lives. Um, if this is something that you struggle with and you have questions, please, please, please reach out to me uh, with those questions or with comments. Um, you can reach me through my website at www.healthierforgood.com or through email at healthierforgood at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, I'll sign off with this new thought for you. No is a complete sentence. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you as always for listening. To learn more about my coaching programs, head to www.healthierforgood.com. And if you love this podcast, please drop us a review on iTunes or support the show by clicking the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.